is Bumper to Bumper, the car show. Drive in anxious and cruise out confident with the best automotive info for your vehicle. And now your host, Matt Allen. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy on this beautiful Saturday morning, fall morning, but I think we're getting 100 degrees and hopefully you're outside this morning and saw the eclipse and we're able to Excuse me. Look up with those special goggles. That was quite, uh, quite neat thing happening this morning. So I hope you're having a good day. And as usual, we're here with you every single Saturday to help we help you with your car, whatever it is. Just a general maintenance question, maybe a question about detailing or um, mechanical repair. How often are you supposed to change that oil? I mean, we could argue about that till we're blue in the face, and there's all kinds of right answers. And we've also got a special guest in the studio today. We've got Kurt Rock from Kurt's Auto Repair. Kurt, welcome. Good morning. How are you doing, Matt? Doing great. Good to have you here. Oh, I forgot. we got to get some business out of the way. We've got to get a phone number out for those of you that would like to call in, have some questions, get some guidance on your car. It's easy. Just give us a call, 602 602- Two seven seven five eight two seven. It's six zero two two seven seven five eight two seven. And if you like to text four one one nine two three. And I might type back, you know, an answer if it's a long one. We might play or we might uh, talk about it on the show, so you can keep an eye on your phone or keep your ear on the radio or both, and we can answer those. So whatever it is that's going on with your car or in your life with your car, we want to help guide you through that. So again, six zero two. Two seven seven five eight two seven. Kurt Rock, how Man, we doing? We're doing good. I just got back from a little week of training, so that's always good. I know you do the same thing in your shop. Always keep. What, what were you doing? What was the training on this time, Matt? Just business management. Business just, management. I, I call it uh, my peer group, my board of directors. Do you know? we do we ever learn everything we need to know? No, but you get all the reminders. Oh yeah. You, know, you, you get reminded to back to basics. All the what we learn a lot of times is all the stuff that we forget. The fundamentals sometimes I think is yeah. is we go in for that management stuff and and uh, yeah. bring you bring you back to some of the basics to make sure we're getting customers taken care of and employees taken care of and and, and making the making the program run right I mean yeah well, not my, easy my dad used to tell me though Matt that there's absolutely nothing we can learn by getting kicked by the mule the second time so <laughs> we, we should have learned it the first time <laughs> right well, maybe you can learn the second time I guess it's just another lesson it's a reminder yeah yes. yeah right 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 so but uh, a lot of stuff happening in the industry though you know oh, yeah. Um, Besides us here, we've got this, you know, Mother Nature, Nature teasing us. It's it's uh, hot to where we still need the air conditioning. Yes, sir. Um, so, I mean, we're still servicing air conditioners and cars. People are coming in because it, it's hot. I mean, you're, yeah. you go to work and go out to lunch and come back and you need the AC working. It's yeah. not, it's not uh, you know, Maine <laughs> or even Flagstaff. So. No, but with the cool mornings, they're coming in to get the AC fixed and they want to know what that green puddle is on the ground in the morning. Well, yeah, and that's, that's, what, that's kind of what we were going to shift into talking about a little bit is, is when you have this transition of seasons and temperatures, they're... The car will act differently. I mean, the car doesn't have any feelings. It doesn't want to put pants on instead of shorts or anything. But certain things start to happen when it gets cool. And you mentioned one of those. What's that, Kurt? That's uh, the like the we pull in the water pump. This is the time of year we we see low when we're doing services. We see low coolant levels, mm-hmm. and we look and there's trails on the water pump. And they say, yeah, I seen a a puddle this morning, but it, it went away because when the engine warms up, it quits leaking. And we yeah. see a lot of that type of stuff: radiators, water pumps. Yeah, hoses. and even stuff around the hose clamps. You yeah, see hose the, clamps. Yeah, see the buildup. I mean, you can have a car in the summertime; it was probably fine. But as you know, when things get cold, they contract, right? Well, in summertime, we never get below 95. So, <laughs> Exactly. So we start to see some drips on the ground in the morning that wouldn't be there. As a matter of fact, you know, my wife, I, when I went out of town, I, I don't know why her car was pulled out of the garage. And I said, oh, there's a puddle of blue on the ground. Well... Some people might think blue is windshield washer solvent. Well, in this case, no, that's the coolant, and that yeah. German car yeah. is blue. So, you, you know, it might be green, it might be blue, it might be teal. I mean, what other colors of coolant do we have? Oh, well, uh, rust, red. When they, <laughs> rust when they don't do any service on them, yeah. Yeah, rust for sure. Um, you know, some of the other things I think of as the temperature drops, 
uh, tire pressure lights. Yes, sir. People are going to start to see, you know, sometimes it just says TPMS, Tire Pressure Monitoring System. That means you've got a low tire. Well, the other morning I come out on the Jeep and I had two low tires. Uh-huh. They were both just one or two pounds down, but it was 62, I right. think, that morning. And so, and just enough that I had to air the tires again. Yeah, just, and you should say your tire pressures when, quote, cold. That just means that, you know, not after driving on the freeway for four hours, but, uh, you know, riding up to the tire store. I love to go to Costco. You know, they've got those nitrogen air yeah. machines outside. So this time of year, what I recommend and what we do at the shop when we're setting pressures, um, you know, of course, you want to look at the door jam and get the right yeah. tire pressure. But we typically go about two pounds over the door pressure right yeah, now. Yeah, because it's 62 degrees this morning, but in a month it might be 40 degrees. Yeah, or 62 in the morning and 104 in the afternoon. Yeah. And and that's a, and I don't know what that 40-degree swing does uh, to pressure, but a couple pounds potentially. Well, I've heard for every 10 degrees of cooling, you lose one pound of pressure in your tire. I've heard that. I don't yeah. know that's right. I haven't done the science. I haven't done the done the test yet. Yeah, you know? I haven't either. Um, you know, my Scion that we have for a shop car, it's got a blue light on the dash, and a lot of people think of uh, well, that's your high beams, right? No, there's a blue light that says it's not up to operating temperature yet. So this time of the year too, we get a lot of Check yeah. engine lights that ain't check engine lights. Well, or no, they are. Or well, that that blue light's supposed to go away when the when the yeah, when right. the car warms up, but sometimes it doesn't. So uh, again, this time of year we see some check engine lights coming on. Again, the car never really cooled down. It never got below a hundred degrees for the last two right. months, right? Right. And, and and now it's sixty degrees out. Well, the car isn't reaching normal operating temperature for emissions, for fuel economy, and everything else. These cars need to get warmed up really quick, right? Yeah. So what's the code? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so that P zero one twenty eight. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a coolant. It's a over overheat code, but it's really an underheat. Code. Yeah. Or yeah, not reaching operating, operating temperature, temperature fast yeah. enough, or whatever. The, yeah, but they use on GM. They use the same code whether it's too cold or too hot. Right, so it could go either way. Yeah, it could go either way. And then a lot of times, you know, it's the thermostat stuck open. But then again, a lot of times the sensor could be bad. Yeah, so it requires a little bit of diagnosis, a little bit of testing. Leaks, of course, we talked about. Um, and uh, yeah, coolant leaks. We might have some transmission leaks, or even delayed engagement in the transmission fluid yeah. level. Because again, the fluid level lowers a little bit. That transmission doesn't get that pressure, doesn't get that initial gulp right away. It sucks in some air, potentially. So you go shift to reverse, and the car doesn't move when it's cold. It yeah. might be a little low on fluid. So, yeah. Well, we got to take a quick break. we got some open lines. We've got Paula, we've got Heidi, and we've got Pat. And other open lines at 602-277-5827. And if you like to text, 411-923. We'll be right back. Tatar Pet and Chandler, family owned and operated, we've been steering you right with honest, reliable and trustworthy service since day one. With an AC certified technicians under the hood, your vehicle is in the hands of experts. Plus, our work comes with an unbeatable three years or 50,000 mile warranty. With a commitment to 100% customer satisfaction, we're not just fixing cars, we're building trust. Check us out online at macsautorepairs.com. Has your vehicle broke down or experienced other issues? If you've had repairs under warranty, your vehicle may qualify as a lemon under the Arizona Lemon Law. Hi, this is Henry with Hammer Law, Arizona's lemon law firm. We're here to help. Whether your vehicle has had multiple issues or it's just been in the shop forever, you have rights as a consumer. But these big companies don't care about the law, and they certainly don't care about you. They want you to just go away and deal with it. But the good news is you're not on your own. The law is on your side, and so am I. Arizona law allows you the right to hire an attorney for free and fight back. The law is there to protect you, but it only works if you take advantage of it. Don't get pushed around. Enforce your rights under the Arizona Lemon Law. Call Henry and drop the hammer. Call 480-480-1014 or check us out at hammerlemonlaw.com. That's hammerlemonlaw.com. Hey guys, Champ here with Champ's Family Automotive. Been serving the Valley for over 15 years, treating customers like family. Integrity, fair pricing, and trust. That's what you should have in your automotive repair facility. 
We understand that if you treat customers like family, they continue to return to you. Whether you have a domestic, import, or diesel, we have state-of-the-art technology, technicians, and tools to take care of your needs. Award-winning facilities in Goodyear and Surprise. Check us out at ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. That's ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy, and I've got a special guy in here with me today, Kurt Rock from Kurt's Auto Repair, up by 20, 23rd Avenue and Bell. 2222 right? West Bell, yeah. That's easy enough to remember. Yeah. Close enough to 23, right? <laughs> yeah. 2222. Two, two, two. Yeah. And what is it? If your car hurt, my car hurts, take it to Kurtz? Or what, what's if that your car hurt, If your car hurts, bring it to Kurtz. Yeah. Take it to Kurtz or bring it to Kurtz. So great shop up there. You guys do diesel and and all kinds of stuff. You're Jeep and Dodge lovers and and and, uh, and, and, uh, and diesel diesel guys. And oh, yeah, we got them right? all. Yeah, yeah, we got them all and foreign and foreign and European. Yep. I was, uh, as a matter of fact, we had a difficult car and we were uh, we were uh, exchanging uh ideas and talking with with eric over yeah. a problematic car i don't know we won't have time to dig into that one but you know it's just a misfire right yeah just a misfire i'll, I'll tell you a little bit this car had a pcv valve that was leaking that the tube that went right in the number five cylinder oh that's no problem fix that then we do some more testing because it still has a little bit of a misfire and you know what those are famous for yeah broken valve spring yep so we Find that after a little bit of oscilloscope work, put a valve spring in it. Gosh, it still has a cold misfire. So we pressurize the cooling system overnight, and guess what we find? Leaks. Coolant in the cylinder. Yep. So this one misfire had three different things. Ultimately, the car, even with the bad valve spring, had a blown head gasket. Yeah, just barely enough to where it's like we call some some of the intermittent misfires will drive you completely crazy. Yeah, but it just wasn't quite right. I mean, we could have let the car go, but you feel like we call it a fish bite. Yeah, you know, if you ever been fishing, yeah. you feel a little nibble on yeah. the hook, and that's what the car does—just a little bit of a little bit of a, a, a just you just feel it. No, it's not right, and, yeah. and we certainly didn't want to let that car go and the check engine light come on. So that's the worst thing. So, got some text message room, of course, at four one one nine two three. Some phones, 602-277-5827. So we're going to first go with Paula. We had one just hang up. You didn't need to do that. You were going to be next, Heidi, Pat, and Mike. So, Heidi, if you call back, we're going to get it right to you. Paula and Gilbert, 2000 Honda Accord. How can we help you today? Yes. Yeah, so I have a 2005 Honda Accord. It has 270,000 miles on it. And I'm going to be looking to get another used uh, either a Honda or a Toyota, but besides that, um, what would be another brand of car that you would recommend, like a Kia or a Hyundai? Like, what are your thoughts on those cars? Well, how old of a car do you want? Something three years old, five years old? What kind of time? What kind of age range are you looking? Probably three, three years old. Well, I mean. You can ask a lot of people and get a lot of different answers. Yes, um, my opinion might be different from Kurt's, but I will tell you, you can't go wrong with a Honda. Um, you know, you've got that 2005 Accord. You can't get a Honda with a V6 anymore. Um, and that's a, that was certainly a nice engine in that yeah. car. So yeah. you can't go wrong with any Honda. Of course, a Toyota. I, I personally... Think you get a lot of bang for your buck with the Kias and the Hyundai's, Kurt. What, what's your? Kind I of think opinion? the Kias and the Hyundai's have come a long ways. We had a period of time, I believe it was 2012 to 16, mm -hmm. where the four-cylinder Hyundai's had some problems, but they were warranting the engines on them because I had several of them that went in for warranty. Yeah. But I think they fixed that, so I think you can get a lot of bang for your buck. I think you get a little better car. With a Honda or a Toyota yeah. over a Kia or, or a Hyundai. I think so, too. I yeah. think the real longevity, I haven't seen very many. You know, and it used to be in the past, it was, you know, think of a, well, I guess a, any other kind of maybe cheap car. The car was decent, but the buyers 
were not of the mindset to take care of the car yeah. either. So they weren't inexpensive cars, so the, but the people that were buying them weren't taking care of them, which I think damaged the brand a little bit. But wow. you're right. They did have – now, my sister a few years went out and bought a car, and I said, get a she looked. She ended up with a Kia, yeah, and it's a nice car. It, yeah, they, it really they, is. they've come a long, long ways from yes. the early Hyundai Excels that were an eighty thousand mile car. Yeah, big time. So, Paul, it's you know, it's going to come down to personal preference. No matter what you buy, the biggest thing is wherever you're buying it, you've got to take the car to your trusted mechanic to get it checked out. Don't take even if it's a certified pre-owned. Yes. That certified pre-owned, I mean, you've seen Tommy Boy and what they say about certified and the parts. You can put a label on and whatever and, yeah. and uh, call it whatever you want. But it's super important to have that vehicle inspected by a, a disinterested party, I would say. A yes. third party like, like your regular mechanic or shop. And uh, let them check that over and make sure you're buying a good car. Because, you know, some people do just trade in a car every three years. Yeah. Um, but some people, you know, how many people do we give estimates to, Kurt? And they say, oh, I'm just going to get rid of it. Yeah. So that's what you're buying sometimes. Yeah. But I, I think in, in Paula's case, she's going to buy a much newer car. But yeah. still, Paula, like to see you get it checked out. And, you know, if you're over in Gilbert. The oh, guy, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, guy, yeah. the guys yeah, at H&I are good. And, you know, another thing I like to, I, it's just, I learned this after I bought one of my, I've only bought a couple new cars in my life. But my wife and I bought a station wagon when we had our first kit, child, and it was, I wish we would have driven it more. You know, we took that five-mile test yeah. drive around. You know, if you've got a car seat or you do what you do, bring it with you. Yeah. Put it in the car. Yeah. Go for a test drive. Go for a half hour. Don't, you know, if the salesman wants to go, let him go. If he doesn't, you know, go for a ride. Go drive it in the conditions that you're going to drive the car and make sure that you like that car. Too, and you may even consider renting one. We did that one time when we were getting ready to buy our first minivan years oh, did ago. You? We we went ahead and rented a minivan for the weekend and took off in it. Yeah, and then we got back. So we went ahead and, and went through with the deal, but we wanted to to know how it was on the highway and all kinds of things. And yeah, luggage and all that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So if you have an opportunity to rent what you want to buy, maybe that's a good idea. So Paula, good luck with that, and uh, hope you enjoy you. New car when you get one. So let's see. We've got uh, Pat in Scottsdale, 97 Ford Mustang. Pat, how can we help you today? Yes, uh, 97 Saline uh, Mustang GT 4.6. I've uh, got 10,000 miles on it. Doesn't get driven, obviously, much. Right. But uh, uh, every once in a while, and, and we're snowbirds and just got back to uh, Arizona this week. The uh, when I try and shift it out of park into one of the drives, it just doesn't move. <laughs> and I'm pushing the button back and forth, and just and then it'll it'll give and it'll go. And then usually once it's warmed up or going, it seems to work pretty good. Now I just tried it uh, now and it shifted all right. But this has been a recurring problem. Right, and I'm not sure what it is. Well, you know that's funny. I don't, I don't know if we you were heard just talking in, about the, that. in the beginning of the show, Kurt and I talked about the change of seasons, and 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 sometimes now you being gone a long time, have you? You know, a lot of people they don't they never see their garage floor because they pull out and they close the door and they pull in and they park right yeah. over the top of it. Have you looked? Is there any that would have red transmission right. fluid? Is there any red transmission yeah. fluid on the ground? No zero. And it does get started. It's you know about twice a month mm -hmm. uh, while we're gone. Right. But, uh, no leaking at all. So if there's no external leaks, what I would be doing next for you: go out. You know the car drives. Make sure it's up to operating temperature, and then check the owner's manual. As dumb as this may sound, and make sure you're checking the transmission fluid the right way. Right, yeah. Kurt? I mean, there's. Yeah. It's not like it used to be. There used to be, you know, even though it's in 97, it still could be different. It used to be you warmed it up, it was on a flat surface, yeah. you put it in park, yank out the dipstick, check it, and it's good. But there's a process now, or it may not be what you think the way to check it is, Pat, but I'm pretty sure in 97, it's just going to be operating temperature on a flat surface, engine running, and check the fluid. But I would verify that in your owner's manual. Well, Pat, uh, don't, don't they, uh, some of them have a check valve, and, and they can drain 
on the torque converter drain down. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, if, so if, I'm just wondering if he's if if you start it up and drive it and then go do it in an hour or two, do you still have this problem, or is it fine until the next time it's set for a little while? Yeah, usually it's fine, but once in a while I said it's sticky, and it uh, a couple of days ago when I tried it, I mean, I, yeah. Yes. I broke out in a sweat trying to get the thing to move. Yeah, and, so, uh, so so that's what. Well, Kurt stole my thunder. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> that's all right. But so what I was going to get at is let's make sure that the fluid is full when the car is warmed up and operating. And if it's not, then you've got a low fluid issue. We need to get the fluid level right. corrected and then see what happens. If the fluid level is correct and you still have that problem, then you probably have an internal leak in the in the in the transmission. What Kurt said, the torque converter holds a lot of fluid. I mean, that's probably a two a third of the capacity of the yeah, entire it's about transmission. About a third, I think. Yeah, is in the torque converter. Then you've got some in the pan. Then you've got some in the rest of the of the transmission and valve body and stuff. And what will happen if you've got a bad seal internally? That will drain back. And then the transmission basically is starving for fluid until it builds that hydraulic pressure from the engine running. And now you've got your reverse or, or your park engagement to, uh, you know, to make the car move. So that, that's, uh, one of the, uh, that's, so that's where you need to start. Just let's make sure we've got good fluid. And then if you don't have the proper fluid level, then, um, you know, then you need to find somebody to get that taken to. Husband's Auto Repair up in North Scottsdale. Uh, you can search Bumper to Bumper Radio for transmission, see what you come up with there. Um, number of different ways. And all the Bumper to Bumper shops can take care of that for you. But uh, it's not always so easy what's <laughs> hidden inside that transmission. But you've got a sweet car, that Saline Mustang with uh, low miles on it. Uh, I bet you're ripping around up there in Scottsdale and you're... Uh, uh, enjoying it, yeah, that's fun. Probably, I, I can picture it now white. I think with some yellow and some certain stripes on it. Uh, saline belt, a heck of a hot rod. Well, we're gonna take take quick break. Uh, got open lines. Mike from Santan, you're gonna be up next. We've got Terry and Pat, and room for more. And you can text me at four one one nine two three. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Kurt Rock for Kurt's Auto Repair. For over three decades now, our family's passion has been forging lasting relationships by delivering the highest quality auto repair for our customers with a perfect Better Business Bureau record. And I'm Kathy Rock, Kurt's wife. When we say our family, we mean it. At Kurt's, you'll find our kids, relatives, and now even our grandkids are working on cars and taking care of our customers. Gas or diesel, foreign or domestic, if your car hurts, Take it to Kurtz. I own a rare 1936 Rolls-Royce Phantom 3 that's been in my family for years. Needless to say, it's precious to me. When I decided to get it professionally detailed, I checked out all the reviews and gave Scott Drummond at Showcase Mobile Detailing a call. Their mobile service is super convenient. They're always on time and bring their own sterilized water for interior and exterior detailing. They even do engine cleaning. I'm Jeff, and I now use Showcase for all my family's vehicles. Check them out at Showcase Mobile detailing.com. Glenn at Goodworks Auto Repair here. For 19 years, we have served the East Valley at the 101 and Broadway in Tempe. We have 15 service bays to accommodate you, your car, truck, or hybrid with convenient drop-off and pickups. And we offer a five-year, 60,000-mile part and labor warranty on repairs. One of the best warranties in the state. But we don't just fix your car. We treat you like family. Experience old-fashioned service the way it should be. Visit our website at goodworksautorepair.com to book your appointment. Hi, Spencer Doucet for H&I Automotive. H is for honesty and I is for integrity. It's the only option. We've built our business on those two principles since 2009. We're thankful to our customers and our employees for helping us grow. We appreciate the support and loyalty from the communities that we live in and love in which we are part. Two locations, same principle. Check us out on Main Street in Mesa or on Higley Road in Gilbert. For more information, go to H&IAutomotive.com. Breaking news is always first. Always first. 
Arizona's news station, KTAR News. Now, KTAR News time is 1130. I'm Troy Barrett. Vice President Kamala Harris is going to be in Arizona next week. She's going to head up to Flagstaff and visit Northern Arizona University on Tuesday as the ninth stop on her Fight for Freedom's college tour. In the announcement, she highlighted NAU as a Hispanic-serving institution. She last visited Arizona at the end of the summer. If you've been holding your breath for the end of the heat, well, you're, you're out of luck, at least for the next few days. We're not quite finished with those triple digits. We currently have high temperatures forecasted at 100 or above for this upcoming Sunday and then early next week and Monday, Tuesday. Alex Young with the National Weather Service says the latest date that Phoenix has ever reached 100 degrees is October 27th. Time to check traffic now, live from the Valley Chevy Dealers Traffic Center. Here's Sal DeGuardia. Thanks, Troy. Just one new injury crash to tell you about Rural Road at Southern Avenue. This one involving a pedestrian. So you might want to just uh, stay clear of that intersection, give us some time to work there. Also, seeing a lot of slowing northbound 17 as you're heading out of town. And this is going to be a, a really a solid stretch for about 45 minutes as you make your way from Anthem all the way to Bumblebee. That's where uh, you'll finally break free and you'll have some smooth sailing if you're heading up north out of the valley today. Also, a uh, couple closures. I-10 westbound, all lanes between 202 Santan, South Mountain Freeway, and the U.S. 60. That's going to be through Monday at 4 a.m. And U.S. 60 westbound, all lanes at Greenfield Road. Use Val Vista or, better yet, uh, maybe the 202 to head uh, eat, uh, head west through the valley. South Guardia, KTAR News. KTAR weather for the Valley, 95. Your forecast high today, 101 on Sunday. Triple digits through Wednesday. Right now it's 80 degrees in Gilbert. Weather brought to you by Howard Air. I'm Troy Barrett on Arizona's news station, KTAR News. On the house means home improvement and repair advice is free of charge when you listen to Rosie, helping Arizona homeowners for over 30 years. That's Rosie on the house. Saturday mornings, 8 till 11 on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Trust is so important, especially in times like these. At Virginia Auto Service, we've been the place you can trust for over 25 years. Hi, I'm Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy and owner of Virginia Auto Service. Rest assured, we've implemented all the necessary steps to keep you safe and sanitized. As we begin to move around a little more, take some stress out of your life by trusting your vehicle to Virginia Auto Service. We are in the heart of downtown Phoenix, 7th Street, just south of Thomas. Check us out on the web, virginiaautoservice.com. Fall's finally here, and Bunker to Bunker celebrating with their Turkey Gobbler two-person scramble golf tournament on Saturday, November 18th at the Victory Golf Course at the Verado Golf Club, with proceeds benefiting the Society of St. Vincent de Paul of Arizona. Open to the public, it's good fun and a great value with breakfast, golf, competition holes, team prizes, their big raffle, and a bounce-back golf coupon, all for just $139. Space is limited, so sign up today. For info and registration, go to BunkerGolf.com. Hi, this is Jamison Hunter. I'm the East Valley Manager for Bulwark Pest Control here in the Valley. As a family-run company, we pride ourselves on taking care of our customers, and with an army of technicians running daily, our fleet vehicles rack up the miles and wear. So about four years ago, we got tired of the constant runaround and lack of follow-up from our previous fleet maintenance relationships. We were contacted by Lee Weatherby and his team at Accurate Automotive. The difference was night and day. They always communicate the status of our vehicles and get us back on the road safely and in a timely manner, which is crucial for our day-to-day operations. They even work seamlessly with our fleet leasing company. They treat us like family and above all else, they are impeccably honest. I now take my personal vehicle there as well. We've never been happier. If you're looking to make a change for the better for your company or your family, go check out Accurate Automotive at accurateautomotive.com today. Cars, trucks, minivans, SUVs. You're covered bumper to bumper on KTAR News. A 
Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, here with Kurt Rock from Kurt's Auto Repair, one of the many great shops you'll find at BumperToBumperRadio.com. Kurt, thanks for coming in and joining us. Thanks help, for help having us. Answer some questions. Hopefully we can get somebody that maybe can stump us with a question or something. I don't know. <laughs> is that possible, Matt? Of course it is. Oh, okay. I, mean, I don't know everything. I, mean, I thought uh, you did. No, I used to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but then we But I forgot a little bit. What's up, Kerry? What color is George Washington's white horse? Uh, Good. White? <laughs> Bob's not here. <laughs> so, anyway, we've got some open lines. We've got some text messages I'll answer if you want to call in. 602-277-5827. Whatever you want to talk about with your car. Um, Heidi from uh, Tempe sent in, uh, was on the phone, but they got disconnected and sent in a text message. She's got a, an 88 Mercedes 260. Only had it a few years, but the, it's got a mildewy smell inside of the car. So they've had it detailed and, and such, but you know, not quite sure where to head you there, Heidi. I would maybe check out one of the detail shops at bumper to bumper and see if those guys can give you some advice. I mean, there's all kinds of levels of detail. I mean, you can get a steak dinner, and you can get a steak dinner. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, and, and so if you got mildew, I'm thinking there's water getting in the car. I so. was just wondering if, if maybe she should check the condensed drain on her AC in case it's draining in the interior. Yeah, it could be a condensation yeah. drain. I mean, if the car's not parked inside, maybe that's a that's a 260 that might have a removable hard top. Yeah. You could have some water intrusion somewhere. So, you know, maybe get in there and do some investigative work, peel back a little bit of carpet, feel. Yeah. Sniff around if yeah. you can get close to it. Um, that's the best I can tell you without actually physically seeing and touching and feeling the car. But certainly, I would be getting a hold of at uh, one of the guys at the detail shops. So um, we're going to go. Let's see. We got some lines here. Mike in Santan Valley, 2012 Chevy Cruze. Mike, what's happening with your cruise today? Hey, so. I've done a little research on this car uh, as far as operating temperatures. The Chevy says 220. I've got a radiator leak. I bought a radiator, upper and lower radiator hose, new thermostat. I opted to go with a 110 thermostat and the temp sensor. My issue is I can't hear the fan coming on. Is there any way to bypass that through the relays to check to make sure the fan is good? Well, wait a minute. You couldn't have gone with a 110 thermostat. I don't believe there's such a thing. So, so 210 maybe? Yeah, so you replaced the radiator because it was leaking, right? Yep. And then you replaced the thermostat as a preventative measure. Is that correct? Correct. So I, I think that whatever the... You know, it's not like back in the 70s and 80s, even 90s, we pull out the stamp catalog, right, yeah. Kurt? You look, yeah. and then you could look and you could choose what temperature you want. I don't know that that's the case on a 2012. So, do you, I mean, you wouldn't have put a 105 degree. What what temperature thermostat do you think you put in it? Well, when I when I bought it, they told me, I, you know, 110. 110. Okay. I've never. It, it could. It could be a two ten. Yeah, two ten is the only thing I can think of. Well, yeah, and what I would be doing, I wouldn't be playing the game of oh, what temperature thermostat should I put in it? If you were going to go to the Chevy dealer, you go in with your VIN number, or you could go to your Napa Auto Parts or whatever, and you want the factory recommended temperature. They have. They know what they're doing when they build these cars, for the most part. Yeah, <laughs> for the most part, but. The car will never get up to operating temperature if you don't have the right thermostat in it. And if you don't have the right thermostat, it won't achieve operating temperature in the time required, which will turn on the check engine light yeah. potentially like we talked about in the beginning. Now, your radiator leak might be a result of some cooling fans not working possibly. And the easiest way to check them cooling fans on that, if it's got AC, is turn the AC on. You override all your relays exactly. and it should turn your fans on. Yeah, and then, Mike, so you said you did the radiator. Well, guess well, what? I haven't done the radiator yet. I've got, oh. I've got the radiator, the upper and lower thermostat, the uh, temp sensor that goes in the side of the radiator. And when I bought the... Uh, the uh, thermostat housing, which, you know, you can't just go buy a thermostat for this car. You have to buy the whole housing. Right. Um, they, they told me it was 110. It could be, you know, a okay. 210. Um, but I, I watch the temperatures I'm driving, 
and it's running anywhere between 189 to 205. That's still too cold. Yeah, so, yeah, it, it, it's too cold. That could be because your radiator's low, but let's back up for a second. So what I want to get to, though, I think your problem, main, your main problem is the fans are not working, right? Yeah, because it's a three-speed fan. It's got high, low, and medium. Yeah, they do. They're very from old. What I, I don't believe when fans come on. I don't believe when fans come on till about two thirty if you don't have the air on. Yeah, exactly. So, Mike, the best thing for you to do to test the operation of those fans is there one or two fans? It's a single fan. Single fan. So, what you need it's to do probably a is, 20, 21 inch fan. Okay. So, what you need to do is you need to turn on the air conditioner. If the fan does not turn on when the air conditioner comes on, you've either got a bad fan, and what you could do is just go give it a tap with the end of a screwdriver or a ball-peen hammer, see if you can jump-start that motor, so to speak. And if the fan takes off, or you can turn on the AC and give it a little spin with your finger. Don't watch out. You don't take the tip of it off. <laughs> and give, give the fan a little bit of a spin. And if it takes off, then you know that the circuitry and everything is working. But if the fan does not work, work with the air conditioner on and you can't get it to say quote like jump start like I talked about you've got an issue with a relay or something that needs to be diagnosed you don't need to be bypassing things um, and now the temperature with the car running between 189 and, and 195 or something that will probably get cured with your thermostat because you're right you probably got a thermostat housing that came with a thermostat and a yeah. temperature sensor built into it. And if I'm not mistaken, that's probably composite or plastic, right, Mike? No, the, uh, there's a temp sensor also that goes in on the passenger side uh, uh, on the lower portion of the radiator. Right. Well, you, you could replace that. I'm not quite sure what that sensor is for, um, but you definitely... Well, I, fi I figured I'm taking it out. I may as well replace it. It's a $15 part. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt if you're going to put a new one in. Like I said, I don't know exactly what that... If that's the sensor that completes the fan circuit or not, but before you take anything apart, turn on the air conditioner, see if the fans work. If they don't, you need to diagnose that first, and then go... Figure it out, you know, just and then go replace your parts. But it sounds like it, I mean, if you've got a leaking radiator that obviously needs to be replaced, and as well as uh, get the thermostat in and get it up to operating temperature. So I think we'll, um, let's see here, Kurt, we're going to take another, yeah, we'll take another phone call real quick. Terry in Apache Junction, we're going to take you, and then we've got some open lines at 602-277-5827. Terry, uh, what's going on with your F-150? Yeah, it's a 2013. With a 5.0 engine. Anyway, in the mornings, well, intermittently, the uh, high-speed radiator fan will come on. Just and sometimes it'll stay on, and you know, for, for what 50 miles or so, we're all day, and then next day I can get up and it won't come on. Yeah, what do they call that, Kurt? The integrated control module, yeah. or the the FICM or something like oh, that, no. or. Yeah, it's an integrated control module on them that were, act, that were typical of acting up, and it sounds like a relay kicking on and staying on when it shouldn't. Yeah, what there is on that, Terry, and again, it takes a little bit of diagnosis, probably a scan tool, at least a wiring diagram, but there's a, a complete module assembly. Instead of having multiple relays, it's more of a solid-state box, and it controls yeah. things like the fuel pump, the, the fans and stuff, so... <clears throat> Excuse me. You just need to get in there and do some testing, diagnosis, and 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 figure it out. That's the, you know, there's no quick answer on those kind of intermittent problems. We we first start by looking Good. at the roadmap, right, Kurt? Yep. Which is the wiring diagram. Yeah, it's obviously getting a signal intermittently that it it shouldn't that is not proper, not not operating properly. Yeah, it's being told to come on when it shouldn't, yeah. or the brain has scrambled itself yeah. and just activating yeah. and, so, and, and Whether it's a sensor or a module or something, but it's getting a signal to show. Yeah, something's waking up and causing that to happen or stick. So that might be a difficult one to figure out, Terry, if you're working on it yourself, but uh, plenty of shops out there can get you taken care of. I don't know anybody in Apache Junction to send you to, but that may not be too far from some of the bumper-to-bumper -bumper shops you'll find. So uh, let's See, it's time for a quick break. Some open lines at 602-277-5827, and I'll be checking my uh, text messages at 411-923. We'll be right back. 
Did you buy a lemon? If you've had repairs under warranty, your vehicle may qualify as a lemon under the Arizona Lemon Law. Don't let them give you the runaround. You're not on your own. The law is on your side, and so am I. Hi, this is Henry with Hammer Law, Arizona's lemon law firm. Enforce your rights under the Arizona Lemon Law. Call Henry and drop the hammer. Call 480-480-1014 or check us out at HammerLemonLaw.com. That's HammerLemonLaw.com. Hi, this is Kelly. After my husband and I moved to Arizona, we were looking for an honest, trustworthy repair shop. We happened to meet Spencer Dusay, owner of h Automotive, and we were quickly impressed with him personally as well as how he ran his business. Spencer has trained his highly skilled staff to focus on giving their customers friendly and honest service as their top priority. We always know in advance what the repair is and why with a fully supported digital diagnostic estimate. They're transparent, they communicate, and they stand behind their work. As a woman, I feel respected. I'm not a mechanic, and I always feel confident with their communications and their work. 13 years later, and we've never been disappointed. After all this time, we're still being greeted by the same friendly employees, which speaks highly of the type of business Spencer has built. Check out all of their five-star reviews for yourself online. H stands for honesty, and I stands for integrity. You feel it every time you visit them. Hi, this is Champ with Champ's Family Automotive. We are a family-owned and operated full-service center for your automotive and diesel needs. Have you been searching for a trustworthy automotive and diesel repair shop? Well, come see us in Goodyear or Surprise. Import, domestic, or diesel. Yes, we take care of it all with state-of-the-art technology and technicians. Bumper-to-bumper radio approved. Check us out at ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. And yes, that's ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm Matt Allen. Got Kurt Rock in here with me from Kurt's Auto Repair upon 2222 West <laughs> Bell Road, to be exact. Not just 23rd Avenue, but 2222. So great shop up there, Kurt. We've known each other for quite a while. We do uh, partici- participate in the Better Business Bureau yeah. together. That's uh, it's quite enlightening, isn't it? Yeah, it's an interesting uh, time. It's yes. um, it's um, so what what that is is we and um, a group of our peers mediate. I guess we don't arbitrate, but we mediate yes. the complaints between the Better Business Bureau, or not between the Better Business on behalf of the Better Business Bureau, between an auto repair shop and a customer and a customer, and. Um, it, you know, people think sometimes it used to be oh, it was a good old boys club, but no. I think the I forget the last time we did the stats, but it was we found usually in favor of the consumer a lot of times. The Most majority, of the, time. the majority of the time is so it's not the good old boys club. No, it isn't. But I tell you what, it's surprising what shops do and get away with that. I couldn't even. It doesn't even register in my brain some of the paperwork that we see. I uh, know. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we kind of hold the shops liable when they say fix car $200 and don't say nothing. Yet. Yeah, exactly. You know, we have a, it kind of what brings me to that, not so much the, that, uh, well, you said, you know, fix car, but, you know, what did you do to fix right. it or diagnosis? And there's yeah. nothing there. Um, we had a text message. A uh, person has a 2003 Hummer H2. Reduced power, uh, not overheating. They said we replaced the throttle body in the har- in the wiring harness. Now what? Well, I mean, we have a little, we have some diagnostic dice on the counter, you know. So you just roll them and then pick your part or the diagnostic eight ball, right? But the problem is, I got a six and you got a three. So which part do we change? I don't know, both of them. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's that's what we call the parts can. So you get some technicians that fire the parts can at the car or the customers. So. So for that text message, the now what is go have a professional diagnose the car and pay them to do it. Yeah, because if it's acting up, it shouldn't it shouldn't be a big diagnostic fee. 
Yeah, typically not. Now, yeah, I mean, if it's you know, if it's acting up, they don't got to drive it four hours to get it that. Yeah, out. exactly, exactly. But but yeah, I mean, you you probably whoever that is, and in many cases we see this, or you have callers or consumers, they've spent or wasted more money guessing on fixing the car than what it would have cost to diagnose it properly in the first place. Yes, sir. And then by the time they got to us, they're mad. You know, they spent all this money, and now you know we're getting the brunt of it yeah it's uh so anyway if you're caught there is value in diagnosis i talked about this the last couple of weeks i mean always we have to figure out from your car and i hate to even word the use the word diagnosis we do testing yeah. and we've when we've concluded and done enough testing to find the problem now we make a diagnosis yeah you don't go to the doctor for a diagnosis of your blood you go for a test yeah and then once they've done that test and analyze the results of multiple tests now you get your diagnosis of whatever your your ills may be. So, so we, there is value in having the car diagnosed and paying for that. Um, nobody does it for free. Trust me. No, <laughs> trust me. It's baked into the cake somewhere else if they're not being transparent and telling you up front. So, Tom from Glendale, ninety nine Camry, great little car there. How yes, sir. How are you? Fantastic. How can we help you yes. with that Camry? Uh. It's got 264,000 miles. Nice. Um, I had a, it stumbles on acceleration when it's hot, either from a dead stop or if I'm on the highway trying to pass mm-hmm. at like 40 miles an hour or at 70, it'll get up to like 3,400 RPM and just basically stumble. And uh, I've, I, it needed a timing belt uh, around that time, so I had that done. Mm-hmm. And I thought that could be possibly part of an issue. Sure. But then I changed the part. I said, sure, yeah, that makes sense. If it needed to be done, get it out of the way and eliminate it, make sure it didn't skip a tooth or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it still did it. So I changed. Uh, I had to shop through the timing belt, and then I changed the fuel filter uh, in the engine compartment, and then the filter, the regulator, and the pump in the tank, and it still did it. And... I got it back at the shop, and the guy's had it for a month already. Okay. Well, well, I mean, we've had some cars around that are very <laughs> difficult to diagnose. But now this is a 99, so that's OBD2. Are you getting a check engine light with that feeling of a misfire? No. You're not? No. And describe the problem one more time. What does it What does it do? When the, when the car is hot, mm-hmm. um, it's got to be warmed up. When it's cold, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, either from a from a dead stop, if you accelerate mm-hmm. pretty hard, you don't have to floor it. Uh, either from a dead stop, say forty miles an hour or seventy, if you get on it, uh, the RPMs will get up to about thirty four hundred, and then it just stumbles, mm-hmm. like the car shuts off, and then you got to let off the throttle and let the like. It feels like you got to let the engine catch up again. Sure. Well, I mean, if I was going to fire the parts cannon, Kurt, I mean, I, I think I'd be looking at some ignition coils. Yeah, that's where I was like looking at. And I don't remember if at this age if it still had the distributor or if it went to the separate coils. But mm-hmm. I'd be looking at, at correlation between cam and crank yeah. sensors and things like that yeah. and see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it's got three coils, Okay, uh, one for every two cylinders. Okay, so I changed them a little. Okay. I, I changed them a couple years ago. Um and the issue I had it it drove differently when it was the when it was the coils. Right. Um, well, it still so could be a, it still could be breaking down because that, if that's got one, I'm thinking that's a waste spark system. Yeah, so it should if, be a waste spark. So system if it's on got there. two one coil that covers two cylinders, if you have a problem, you're going to actually affect two cylinders. So it's not bad enough to turn on yes, the check. It's not bad enough to turn on the check engine light. Um, you know, that's a thing where. Again, if we can duplicate it, and that's where we start getting into the higher level of diagnosis. Even though you know people see people, I think, oh, it's yeah. just a ninety-nine. It's just this. Yeah. You know, we've got to catch it doing it, and we can catch that 
picture electronically with a lab yeah. scope? I'm, I'm thinking something like his a cam crank sensor correlation mm -hmm. wiring because he said it's two hundred and sixty thousand or something. Yeah. So I mean, this may be it may be in wiring. We found a lot of wiring issues. Oh my gosh! I mean, uh, pin tension on the yes. wires. Yeah. And, yeah. So one thing you might do, Tom, you could go around. Uh, I suggested this to a gentleman last week that was having an intermittent problem. Just go around and shake some wires and the little wiring harnesses around the fuel injectors around those ignition coils. See if you can, if it causes a stumble. stumble. You could get it nice and hot and get a mixture of a little bit of soapy like Dawn dish soap and water and spray it around the ignition coils and spark plugs and such and see if you can induce a misfire that way. But um, I'm thinking uh, some sort of ignition misfire, but it's just... It's hard to tell that. <laughs> and again, that's why we've got to diagnose them. Yes. And, and, and there I go. We need to test, do some testing to figure out what's wrong with the car. But I'd be looking pretty hard at the secondary ignition, which should be the, the coil, the plug, and the wire type of area. You know, with the scan tool, you know, we have the factory scan tool at my shop. We can look and count and see if a car's got misfires yeah. before it will even set the check engine yes. light. So, Tom, you got some challenges ahead of you, so good luck with that. And maybe a follow-up phone call when you get it figured out. That would be great. Uh, I think we're going to squeeze in Doug from Mesa, 2001 Mercury Grand Marquis. There's a classic. How can we help you, Doug? Is Doug there? Doug's not there, I guess. We we'll may come back to Doug, but it's going to be tough. I think we're going to squeeze Sean from Surprise in real quick. 2010 Infinity G37. Fancy little hot rod. How can we help you there, Sean? Uh, good morning, guys. Uh, my kid just bought this car, so I'm not very familiar with him except for the fact that it's a Nissan and a tuxedo. Yep. <laughs> uh, so uh, ran great first couple days. He had it sat for about three days. And now the key fob will not unlock the doors, and it will not read on the dash. It says no key. I took it to Infinity and had them check the battery, check the output on the transmitter. They're saying that's fine. And uh, you know how it's got the push button key on the handle. That'll unlock the doors if you're within proximity to it, but it's not reading the key. Hmm. Did you get a second key with it? No, unfortunately not. Because the first thing we do on them is always try the second key and see if we have a yeah. the key fob took a, took a journey somewhere. <laughs> <It's> a, right. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Sean, you know, now that Kurt brings that up, a second key, and I tell people this at the shop, too, when they come in, you need a second key anyway. Yeah. If you don't have one, believe me, you need one, and you're going to want one. So... Whether and I figured as much, but they said that in order to get one, I have to have the vehicle at infinity. Nah, that's so, not again, I'm that is not true. That's not true. You can find the locksmiths that can do that. A lot of the bumper-to-bumper -bumper shops like myself, I'm sure, Kurt, you've got the locksmith license or the NAS staff certification, so we can, we can buy those parts and stuff. It absolutely doesn't need to be at the infinity dealer, although there would be nothing wrong with that. But start off, get two keys programmed to the car, and then see what happens. That's what I would say. Yeah. So we got to wrap it up. Uh, Sean, thanks for the call. Kurt, thanks for coming. It's great Matt. to see you. Good to see you, buddy. See you at the BBB. Everybody else, have a great weekend. Enjoy the weather.